go. Bueno. To the beach? No. Vamos a la playa. No. No. Not to the beach. Where are we going? To your brain. Oh God. It's even worse. I know. We're gonna it's explore that brain worse. of yours. That's. Uh, I don't even think scientists want to touch this brain after I'm done with it. Did it wasn't um, Carla uh, saying that about the the whole thing where when you die and then the the parts of your body that get you know exposed well, or no, more when, people when you're an that organ donor oh if you're an organ donor yeah and some of the parts of your body they're and into they develop some of the personality of the person that's been like a thing for oh yeah so imagine so when your brain I don't I don't think you can do brain transplants oh you can oh. no is he lying? No. <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> Imagine, damn, that would suck. Uh, this brain's had too many crazy stuff. Too many little concussions, I think, already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just when I think my brain's a little, not all there, then and it reminds me that there's other brains hey! out there. <laughs> This is why I don't judge anybody. Should, should we tell everybody about the giant rat that we saw at Mariano's? That's not a rat, right? That's a squirrel. What are you saying, you crazy? It was a squirrel, guys. <laughs> and I thought it was a rat. <laughs> and it was not a rat. It was a squirrel. Got it. Okay, well, whatever. Nobody needs to know. Anyway. Anyway. So, today we're going to talk about a topic that not a lot of people are willing to talk about. Right? All right, I'm out of here. Hey, come on. Mental health. <laughs> mental health. But what, what? Your mental health. Because this is Taz knows. We're going to talk about Taz's mental health. Taz knows that he's crazy. Why? Why are Why? you crazy? This is where your therapy starts. This, this is where, this is where um, my, my mom complains that I never mention her on the podcast. So I'm going to blame my mom for my craziness. Oh. <laughs> that one's for you, mom. Hey. I'm kidding. I kid. Yeah, right. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm kidding, but seriously. But no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you want to share with us what's <clears throat> been going on um, lately, and for one thing, a lot of people don't know is that you're a human, right? You have emotions, That's right? something that a lot of people don't know, yeah. They see you as a coach, guys. <laughs> like, come on, relax. They see you as a coach. You see, you're always working, you're always doing stuff. You're always thinking because you have to run a business. You're, you have to be there for the fighters. You have to be there for the students. So you're always in constant thinking. But yeah. then, you know, that thinking can cause some stress, right? And so some people experience stress differently. Mm-hmm. But you have a unique stress, um, what do you want to call it? Like, I don't know. Response. Oh, okay. Response. Yeah. You know, and then again, if you want to share with us what's been going on and like, you know, just to give us a little overview. So I, I've kind of always dealt with um, anxiety on a lot of different levels. <sighs> dun dun dun. Did you? I see. Yeah. See, see I, that's why we need the the sound effect thing. Yeah, that's okay. Continue. <laughs> when we get a fancy studio one day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've always kind of dealt with different levels of anxiety over a lot of different things. Um, but for the past 
month or so, I'd say it's been at its, I don't want to say worse because it's not debilitating anxiety. Um, no, but you're it's still functioning. Yeah, still but it, it's been the most reoccurring phases of anxiety that I've had. Yeah. Um, you know, because before the anxiety would come for whatever, an instant, a day, whatever, and then it'd be fine. And then it'd go away and I'll be good. Right. Um, but now for the past month or so, it's been a couple of times a, a week that I feel these these instances of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, they, they show themselves in different ways. Like, um, and I've talked about it with a couple of other people mm-hmm. uh, as far as like people that have gone through college and stuff and graduated. Because uh, there's times where I, I wake up super paranoid that I missed a class or I forgot to do a homework assignment or the homework that I didn't do back in the day. I was like, damn, that's going to affect my grade, even though I graduated (laughs) college now. What are are we? It's going to be seven years in December that I graduated from UIC, Mm. you know, and seven years later, I still wake up like, shit, I'm late for class or I didn't do the homework, you know, and it causes a lot like this. It gets me out of bed real quick. This is like, I feel like I'm late for a class I don't have. (laughs) But, you know, that that one's more of, like, the comical one. Um, but the other one that I get a lot is because one of my fears is of, of buildings collapsing. Mm. And that one, I, I don't know if it was, you know, 9-11 that triggered that when I watched that as a kid and I saw the towers come down. Yeah, but, so, you know, we can talk about that. Like, again, what, what was going on at the time with you? Let's just bring us back to that because, again, we don't know. 9-11? I mean, we know about the nine eleven. I was gonna say, I think a lot of people know. No, that. but like, what was going on with you? Like, what, what, where did you watch it? Where I was at? in school. I was mm-hmm. in school when it happened. Um, mm-hmm. I was in fourth grade. Mrs. Eckert was my teacher. Mm. Um, Immaculate Conception High School or high school grammar school. Mm-hmm. I was in room thirteen. I remember all you of that. You remember? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just the at the time they were were separating the boys and the girls in gym class. So all the boys had gym class together and then all the girls had gym class together. Mm-hmm. Catholic schools, right? Wow. Um, but then the boys came back from gym class and were going into the, in our, in our homeroom and they got the TV up and that's when I see, you know, the, the, the towers on fire. They had not collapsed yet. Mm. Um, so I see the towers on fire. I was like, oh. What movie are we watching? <laughs> I, I automatically thought we were watching a movie or something, mm. you know. But then Mrs. Ecker put the the volume up, and then I realized we're watching the news. And then the towers came down, and that's when I was like, Shit. as a a ten year old, I was terrified. I was mm. what two two weeks away from turning ten. I was nine years old as we we're watching this. Oh my god! You know so. I saw the towers come down. I that I freaked out. I cried in class. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, Mrs. Eckert turned it off, and you know, she was she was a great teacher. I, I think she has since passed away. And when I found out, I was really sad because she she turned it off right away. She you know she gave me a hug and she told me everything was going to be fine. She was it's I put no blame on her for having it on because it was like it, it's a tragedy that no one saw coming. No one expected. A lot of people haven't lived through something like that. So yeah. there's curious curiosity as to what was going on in the world you know mm-hmm. and you know i think some of the parents complained that the teachers were showing the, the young kids what happened and stuff mm-hmm. you know but again I, I hold no blame to to the school or to my teacher for any of that 
But that was the first time I kind of saw the building, like buildings come down. Yeah. You know, that wasn't a demolition. You know, so I, I, I still don't know if to this day because that event triggered my fear of flying for a while. I was afraid to fly. Um, now it's just, I don't like turbulence, but that's a different story. Uh, with the, but the buildings collapsing has been a thing for about 20 years. Wow. Um, and that in itself would, would come and go. You know, um, the gym at UIC shakes a lot when people drop weights. So that can yeah. always cause some anxiety. My house. Even though you're at the gym. Yeah. My house kind of shakes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, so th there's been that, you know, and when I feel anxious, that's typically the response that my body goes to. It feels like I, I, the anxiety of buildings collapses, mm. comes in. Which is weird, you know, and it could be anything because I won't even be in a building that's shaking when it comes up. I'll be driving and then it pops up, you know, so. So where does your mind go to when that happens? <clears throat> uh, my breathing because I obviously don't want to have a panic attack while driving. I, I'm the type of person, you know, I didn't tell you or Carla about it until maybe, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah. You, you know? didn't know you were going to do And I had been dealing with it for, at that point, for already two two weeks, almost three weeks. Mm. You know, where it was multiple times a week that I was getting those feelings of buildings collapsing, something bad was going to happen, or just this this sense of, I, I don't know what to do, you know? Mm. And what do you mean, like, you don't know what to do in what sense? Like, like the, yeah. I don't want to call it lack of motivation because I don't believe in motivation to begin with, but there yeah. was like... I didn't necessarily want to go to the gym at the time. I didn't feel like going to the gym. I didn't feel like, you know, hanging out. I didn't feel like watching TV. I didn't feel like listening to music. I just didn't feel like doing anything, mm. you know? So it was like those, it was, it was weird. Consuming you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was just, it was weird. But uh, then it goes away. Like when I'm at the gym, everything's fine. You know, so if, if some of the students are listening to this and they're like with their jaw dropped, like, what? Eh, what? It's because I'm I'm fine once I'm there. Once I'm there and once I'm going, yeah. um, I'm good. You know, it's yeah. it's. Do you feel? Do you think it's because you're distracted from the fact that you have that anxiety, that, or, that or might, is it because you feel safe? That might be part of it. Mm. I think it is looking for a way to distract myself from the feeling, but you know, and I think we were having a conversation about a week ago about confidence. Yeah. And confidence comes in repetition. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm most confident when I'm teaching and when I'm training mm. because I have so many repetitions after 12 years of MMA I have a lot of repetitions of those and that's where I feel safe I feel confident there yeah you know but it's almost like going back into the real world when when training's done when the classes are done now everything like kind of surfaces back up and like I said it's not every day and it's getting better since the last time you and I talked about it a yeah. week or two ago. Um, or I'm just getting used to it and managing it better. But it's you because you had also brought up if it started around the same time that I injured my toe, mm. that was limiting my my training. Mm -hmm. And it had actually started before that. I don't think the toe helped because it limited the training. The training, yeah. You know, which was my mental peace. Yeah, yeah. De-stress, Yep. Yeah. You know, so I think that took over. But now that my toes, you know, there, it's it's not 100%, but I'd say it's a good 85%. Okay. Um, you know, where I can do stuff with it. It still doesn't feel great. It doesn't 
I'm not confident in all my movement that it's not gonna re-aggravate the injury. Right. But I can I can train. I've been training. I've yeah. been, went back to hitting pads, grappling with the guys again. You know, so um, there's that, and it's just I don't know. It's it's something that I've dealt with. I don't know if it's like the getting older part that is just I'm paying attention to it more. Yeah. You know, but it, it's kind of always been there. I think it, a, a lot of it too is the fact that you you always had that, but you never really sp spoke about it. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is again is like once you find the the comfortable space where you can begin to share whatever you're feeling on the inside is mm -hmm. what kind of helps the healing process. So I think what what's been helping is that you've been openly saying what you're feeling at the time. And even if it's just us listening to you, you know, trying to see what's going on, that kind of helps you kind of accept it maybe, maybe yeah. better. Maybe that makes you feel a little better. But Yeah, because the only reason I even said anything is because I noticed how long it was lasting. Mm. You know, so it was like, shit. <laughs> this is <laughs> this, not this really isn't, right. Yeah, this isn't normal. So that's when I decided to, to say something, to see it just saying it, you know, because... I don't say anything not because I don't like it because I've done it. You know when yeah. when my when my dog died in the day of uh, finals. Yeah, R.I.P. Lucky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the first thing I did, you know, because she she died like the morning of my finals mm, at UIC. Oh you know, so I was like shit. You know, and I knew it was happening because she she was she was sick. You know, she was getting old. She was 13 when she died. Um, you know, but she, I, I can see what was going on. You know, we woke up and, you know, there was, she was urinating blood, you know, so we knew things were shutting down. She looked disoriented and they're like, fuck, you know, but uh, I, I had to go to school. You know, I, I knew what was happening. My dad was going to take her to the vet and then I was going to take myself to school, but I, I didn't he's like I'm gonna take her I was like just take her because I don't I don't want to see her like this before finals yeah you know and which hindsight 2020 I refused to say goodbye to my dog mm. <laughs> you know even though I had a feeling that that's what was going on but I went and the entire train ride I was like shit you know I, I felt it you know I felt that anxiety mm. you know but at that time something bad did happen right. you know and then the first thing I did when I got on campus, I called my, my best friend at the time. You weren't around. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to get offended. Yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> and, <best> <laughs> uh -huh. and I told my best friend, I was like, hey, I need to talk before before we get to finals. I was like, my dog died. What? I was like, I just had to say it. I just had to say it out loud and so I can take these finals. Mm -hmm. And I said it out loud and it, it gave a sense of relief, but it didn't alleviate everything. Right. You know, same thing when, when my grandfather passed away, I talked about it openly to you guys. And I, I think that that was the most emotional that you guys saw me um, since we met. It's crazy. It's been seven years and that's the only most emotional that we've ever yeah. seen you. Yeah. And that was what, just two years ago? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, I've always been okay talking about stuff. But like when it came to, when it comes to anxiety and stress, it's my belief that we all go through it yeah you know it's how much we go through it changes and how it affects us is that changes from person to person but everybody goes through it and we're always going to have it mm -hmm. there's never going to be a point in our life where at least 
some level of stress and anxiety don't affect us mm. you know because we're always trying to improve we're always doing something with our careers our families whatever the case is there's always going to be something there you know so i never talked about it because it wasn't that big of a factor for me it's like i went through it i go through it for a day and then that's it you know and then i'm back yeah you know but the fact that this time it was lasting longer that's when i decided I should talk about it <laughs> yeah you again I'm, i'm glad you find the trust you know and again the willingness to do it because again no one can no one can no one knows what's going on in your head yeah you know and a lot of things that you been through you go through them by yourself mm-hmm. because one time you did tell me that you know that whenever you go through traumas or stuff like that you kind of just relive that in your brain and you you process things by yourself which is a great thing you know you can you're able to do that mm-hmm. but then now it's like at this point is like how much do you want to take by yourself yeah you know do you want to at least put a little bit of of that on so you the people that you trust Yeah. Or do you just want to go through it alone? And you that, don't have that, to. That's what I learned kind of the hard way, you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of the some of the stuff that that happened in high school, um, I didn't tell my parents until years years after I was done with high school, mm. you know. And they're like, "How did you not tell me?" You know, yeah, and how did you not? I was yeah. like, I just it, it was something that I felt like I could handle myself, you Would know. You which tell I us one at least one thing that maybe I mean that you maybe overcome mm-hmm. have overcame and. I would you like to share? No, it was just like stuff like the first heartbreaks and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, like things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't didn't tell my parents exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they noticed a difference in me, a change in me for certain things, but they never they never really asked. Well, they asked, but I lied. <laughs> you know, um, but I didn't tell them until years after that all of that stuff was concluded. Mm. about things that happen you know and it's just it's like I can handle this myself you know and I guess that the, with with things like that there was a sense of embarrassment that I didn't want to go through because it was mm-hmm. you know there yeah. um, but uh, you know after we talked about it with, with my parents and I was like wow probably should have said it a lot sooner you know so and that's yeah. when that's when I started having a more um, open yeah. communication with both of my parents mm. you know so I, I've seen the benefits of, of saying things out loud and I also know that there's a lot of people out there you know like myself that weren't like that and it's just it's it's fine to talk and, and now in a position as a coach you know I don't get I didn't choose to be a <laughs> psychologist type of thing yeah you know but go and, and that's what I've always said there's a difference between a coach and a trainer mm-hmm. a trainer is just going to train the body yeah you know a coach is going to work with the body and it's also going to work with the mind and the emotions as well mm. you know so when when students come up to me to talk about things and i've had students tell me a bunch of stuff um over the years that's unrelated to the sport you know but it's stuff that's on their mind that they want help with you know and i've never shied away from that um because that's and that's such a huge thing you know the the main thing of why i continue to train mma even though I'm, there's no plans of competition anytime soon for me is because it helps my mental health. Mm. I feel good physically, emotionally and mentally. I consider myself a more logical than an emotional human being, but I still have emotions. Yeah. You course. know, I try to find the logic in things because those are things that help me control and manage the stress a little bit better because a lot of my stresses and anxieties come from ideas 
in my head when I'm thinking about the future, if I'm thinking about the past, mm. and logically speaking, I can't do much about those situations. And now that you say that, um, there was one one conversation that we've had about the control, part, mm. right? That again, I asked you why is it that the buildings collapsing is such a like a big trauma for you? Because again, that's like a, that's a trauma. Yeah. It's like, why is this, what does it affect you and what do you think, you know, mm -hmm. when that happens? And you did say, like, you can't be at every place yeah. at once when your family is all over the place. You know, we're, we're here, Carla's working, I'm working, whatever. And parents are at work, sisters at school, you, you know, see, so. It's like, all the, and that's, that's the same thing my parents said when I talked to them about this a few weeks ago, too, that the, the buildings collapse and things, a lack of control, mm. you know, and I like to be able to be in control over certain things i know i can't control everything right you know but when it comes to you know being there for the family and, and that's what we kind of concluded why like right now as we're sitting in the house that typically dominates my fear of collapsing mm. as i'm in my house i'm okay with it you know right. you're here and carla's in the room my parents are upstairs my grandma's upstairs yeah you know we're we're all here yeah. you know and i'm okay with that you know but it's when i'm driving that i'm not here Mm. that I, those things kind of come up and that's where it's kind of the, the lack of control and stuff you know and I think, I think that's where I kind of go to logic because I think even though I'm I, I call myself a more logical than emotional person anger is an emotion as well yeah and that's one of the biggest things that I'm learning how to control you know we've told the stories of my road rage I'm yeah. pretty sure you know yeah. that I'm trying to get control of I, I found it easier for me to control my logic than my emotions do you feel like you're able to control yourself more than obviously before and like yeah how has that changed like what has changed about yourself that you see yourself my my life as a martial artist mm -hmm. you know because and i think that's where why i feel good once i start training and once i start teaching is because I'm in control of those things. Mm. You know, I don't necessarily have control of my students or, you know, how they, they receive the teaching or how they receive the techniques or how they're doing the technique. Yeah. But I have complete control of the class to make sure that I slow things down for everybody to get it or I speed things up once everybody gets it. You know, I'm in control of those things. Okay. When I injured my toe, I was still in control of what I can train. Yeah. You know, I taped it up, I put my wrestling shoes on, whatever I had to do to kind of protect the injury, but I was in control of that. And I was in control of everything else after that with the movement, yeah. you know? So those things helped me feel that sense of control, which eases my emotion and anxiety, mm. you know? So as I've kind of really dived in, you know, there's anxiety and stresses with running the business. Yeah. You know, that's the aspect of things that I didn't have before when I was just teaching. Yeah, you know, but now that I'm running the business, things have amplified a little bit. Yeah, you know, but when I'm teaching, that's that stays the same. That hasn't changed. Yeah, you know, when I'm training, that hasn't changed. It's just now understanding that there's more stresses involved. Yeah, you know, but because I'm running the business, I don't have to have a, a nine to five job. Yeah, you know, so that allows me to completely focus on my training and on on running the gym. Yeah, you know, so. It's a stress, but it also takes away the stress of having to have a nine to five mm -hmm. and not being in control all the time of my schedule or when I get to train or when I get to do with the classes and stuff. And it's the same thing when I was working for a gym, 
I didn't have control of the curriculums. So it was like if things weren't flowing, you know, I've been working on the the curriculum now since I took over in the gym in 2018. And I still tweak the curriculums every year a little bit to make sure that they're flowing, mm. you know, but I'm in control of that. And even that took me a while to understand, you know, it was a conversation I was having with Carla right at the beginning. I told her, I was like, I hate this curriculum. <laughs> and then she's like, well, then change it. You're in charge. I was yeah. like, it was like two years after I took over that I was like, I can change the curriculum. <laughs> Crazy concept here. Right. You know, so that's when I started using obviously what I learned through the curriculums of uh, victory, but then tweaking it to make sense for what we're doing and with what our students need. Oh. You know, but while working for the gym, I didn't have the stress of running the business, but I had the stress of teaching things the way that they wanted it to be taught. Yeah. You know, so there's always going to be some sort of stress. Reminds me of, of the saying that says, pick your poison. Yeah. I mean, because no matter what, it's some poison. Right? Yep. And as much as running a business is stressful to me, I would never go back to working for another gym. Yeah. You know, and okay. it's just that I like to be in control of what I teach. Yeah. And you like to have your own schedule, mm -hmm. do your own thing when you want to. Yep, when we need to make changes, we can make the changes. We don't again, have to go through like, a whole mm -hmm. line of people that need to approve those changes. Reminds me of, again, it's like the freedom has this cost. Yeah. You want that freedom, but you have to work for it. Yeah. And any freedom you need to work, cost. Yep, so yeah. that that's where I'm going for. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's a lot better, um, you know, being with the students and, and seeing them grow and i've yeah. said it in class i don't know if we've said it on the podcast but the group that we have now is the biggest group that we've had and the most consistent group that we've had yeah you know and for some for a coach for a business owner and that's the Great. thing that makes me very happy in life yeah. you know is to see people not only there to train because you know they want to fight or because they need to lose weight or because they want to get stronger but because they enjoy being there yeah. you know and seeing the camaraderie seeing people talk and i've always said when i see students hanging out outside of the gym and that's a joy to me because it's like we're i made it in a post uh when i say we're family i mean yeah. we're family you know we were going through old videos and that's where the the post i made last week of us at max brown belt you know, and, and Mac is someone that I have so much appreciation for because he doesn't have to be at the gym helping people, yeah. but he's at the gym helping people, Yeah, you know, and, and he wants to, and he wants to make them better, yeah. you know, and when I tell him about, you know, things didn't go well at a grappling tournament or at a fight, he goes, he, he goes to why, you know, yeah. what, what, what do we need to do better? What, 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 what can we do to help them more? Yeah. You know, and that, that's just, he, you know, he was gone for what seven seven eight months i think this year yeah you know but the yeah. the past week and a half that he's been back two weeks he's been there and he's he's helping people yeah you know so this he's past la last thursday he was he ran the whole sparring session with even the newcomers he wasn't working with just the fighters he was working with everybody yeah you know so that helps you know because it's just he doesn't have to be there mark doesn't have to be there and he shows up when he can you know these are guys that helped me come up and you know when Mac went through that brown belt test it was like I felt it was I felt honored to be part of his brown belt test mm. because of how much he's helped me 
Mm. And now I get to help him get through the test and stuff, you know. So I have a lot of appreciation for him. So obviously him being there and being able to talk to another coach, you know, and and he might not see himself as a full time coach, but he he teaches people. He has his team in his in his real life job in his regular job. Yeah, you know, he has his team that he supervises and he looks over his team, you know, and he takes care of his team and he teaches his team. He guides his team. He leads his team. You know, so to be able to talk to someone like that, because we'll we'll run a class together, and then we'll talk about it after. You know, and we'll talk. We, that's how last week's podcast of the old school versus new school came up, because that's what we were talking about. Mm. You know, but just having him there, and and I don't even know if I've told you. I think I either told my parents or I told Carla mm-hmm. when he was running that class, and I jumped in and I was able to jump in. I felt like a student again. Yeah. It was the first time in good four years that I actually felt like a student going through a, a class, nice. a sparring class, you know, so that felt, that, that, I think since that day, I haven't had like a spell of anxiety or, really? or stress, yeah, you know, but could, that, could it be sometimes, again, your anxiety is like, because you, you have thought about the past or the future mm-hmm. and you're like, you like the feeling, you know, of learning, mm-hmm. you know, have you noticed that like you, yeah. you, the moment you start maybe feeling stagnant like because again the injury is kind of it feels kind of like a setback sometimes you know but again even because it happened back then could it be because you're you were feeling a little bit stagnant and that's definitely a thing and that's why i still enjoy going to go train with coach cress you know even if he's not teaching me new techniques he's teaching me new ways Mm -hmm. to see things and, and new ways to again talking to another coach new new ways to to communicate with my students and stuff, you know, because I, yeah, I do feel when I feel stagnant or when I feel something can be better, that causes stress. Yeah, because you kept, there was a few times in between any of our conversations saying, like, you don't, you forgot, like, the last time, you know, that you sparred and stuff, and it's like, okay, so maybe that's, again, you need, you need to feel that, know that you're learning, know that you're working, doing something, you know? keeping your mind busy in, in productive things. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, that could be a thing. No, that's either. that's definitely a thing, you know, because that that was my fear when when Anthony and I went our separate ways for a little bit and first thing I did was go to Coach Crest. I was like, I need a trainer, I need a coach. Yeah. You know, to, to keep learning. Yeah. You know. But definitely because even when we were going through the old videos, you know, and I saw myself, yeah, I was smaller. And I'm happy with the size that I put on and the strength that I built. Um, but the speed that I had back then, I was like, damn. Right. right. I, was, I was able to move back then. Right. You were able to move. You know? Sure. Yeah. And that's almost like, ah. Fuck. Fuck. I got I to gotta change my training. I need to get back to that movement. But then that's going to take away from the strength that I built because of the style of training that it is. And it's just, you know, that's. Again, sacrifice. When, when I see that Taz, it's like that Taz is pre-back injury you know not having the strength that i have you know so it's like okay things are different Maybe things are more, even less experience less and, experience yeah. less wise you know again you were at some point in your life and that was the point in your life where you were not coaching doing the business all this thing mm-hmm. like yeah i mean you were yeah like that sparring with um with, with brandon with brandon you were you were just a student yeah, I was already teaching classes, you were but teaching. I wasn't. Were you, were you managing? I don't think so. Not at that time. Because I, th- I think that video came from 20, 
15. Yeah, so you're still a youngin. I mean, yeah. we're still teaching, but you still 2015 or 2016, maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. so young in this, young and stuff, so. Yeah. And I mean young in the sense, like, you didn't, you were not as experienced as you no. are now. You know, so yeah, that, so. that was maybe five years. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is like, people think that, you know, two years is a long time training, but it's no. not. You know, I tell people all the time, and I said it in a previous podcast too, that I didn't feel like I started learning until after I got my black belt, mm -hmm. which was five years. No. Five years. Five years of victory, but then it was my sixth year in the sport because I had a year before victory. Yeah. You know, so it was six years of training before I felt like I really started learning stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Same, it's been, for me, seven years, and I feel like because, you know, I'm helping the girls, coaching them through, I feel like I'm barely at that point that it's like, oh, shit, I can yeah, understand it. Sense. A lot of things lot make better. sense. Mm -hmm. And I, now I'm able to read people yeah. through their training, and I'm like, what? it's like my third eye just opened up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a thing. It's crazy. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I'm glad that you see that, and, I, and it's important to point those things out on how you deal with your anxiety mm -hmm. because you just don't it's not like you just don't let it consume you and make you feel like you don't have a life you know you have yeah. a life yeah. again you don't allow your anxiety to control mm -hmm. your emotion i mean your your decisions and you don't go based on your emotion mm -hmm. you go based on what's logical yeah and because again you look at your students you look at the support system you talk to people, you're doing the right steps, you know? Yeah. And I think it's always, again, it's important to always point out, like, how to deal with it, how to manage it, because it doesn't go away. And that's the biggest thing is, I think once I accepted that the stress and the anxiety isn't going to go away, but it's like, what can I do to get myself back to balance so that I can keep going without having to stop my life, you know? Yeah. So... Obviously, I can't train 24 hours a day. I can't teach 24 hours a day because then that's putting a different kind of stress on my right. body. Yeah. And then that's going to prevent me from doing those things even longer. Yeah. You know, but I think, like you said, having a life is like, yeah, I'm human. Yeah, I love the gym. I love being at the gym. But I also love being here. You know, this yeah. past weekend, we just had whiskey. We were listening to music. And that's, that was it. We didn't need to go anywhere. And I, I felt good, you know. Good. And that's all it is. You know, it's just not worrying about the past as much as possible because it's over. Not worrying about the future as much as possible because it's not here yet. But yeah. the second I bring myself back to, okay, right now, that's when I feel fine. Yeah. You know, and yeah. training forces me to do that. Teaching forces me to do that. You know, and just having communications with the people that I like talking to mm -hmm. forces me to be in the present right then and there. That's great. You know, so those are the things that I found work for me for managing my stress and my anxieties. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and you know, I, I appreciate that you talk about it because again, when people see you, they you have this tough exterior. Mm -hmm. You know, you you're a tough person already. You have a tough mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you're very big on logic. But then again, you're also a human, so you also have emotions. Yeah. And then you go through these things, things that. You would have never thought, like, I had no idea when, when you opened up about it, I was so shocked too. Because mm -hmm. I had no idea that you could experience and You see that. me on a daily basis. And I see you. <laughs> but again, it's like, you're so good at not showing it. Yeah. And again, it's like that. 
think about it like sometimes it's that professional wrestler and you you're mm -hmm. good at no selling and selling right <laughs> like nobody would think you know mm -hmm. they're like oh he's fine but no dude yeah you actually go through shit mm -hmm. <laughs> It's other story, right? because uh, this past weekend, Raul brought his, his dog, you know, mm. and he's a service animal. And uh, he, whenever he's there, he, he stays by my side. You know, I, I'm the one that gives him the belly rubs. You know, I, I love dogs, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that dog got a, a sense of that, you know, so he, he feels pretty comfortable with me, you know. But this, uh, this past Saturday, he was there, and like, I'm just watching the guys grapple and stuff and the dog comes up to me and he just rubs his head against my knee hmm. and i was like are you sensing my stress come here <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know but yeah you know things like that like things that that's how i know that there's some obviously emotional feelings that i have mm -hmm. and then it's like expressing them isn't my favorite thing to do right. because like you said the no sell you know but can't fool that dog. The dog sent something, so the dog yeah. came over and it's just boom, you know. And when you, when you surround yourself with, obviously not just dogs, but people that that care, mm -hmm. they'll know those things, and, and yeah. it doesn't take much. And that's why I, I have a lot of appreciation. You know, my parents do a lot for me. You guys do a lot for me, and it's, I don't have to ask for these things, yeah. you know. And it, it, they're just there, you know. Yeah. The appreciation I get from students, random texts, random messages, whatever the mm -hmm. case is, you know, all those things. Like, I never take for granted, just, I might not show, like, this big, grand, emotional response. Yeah. But those things, like, I'll, I'll remember them, you know, yeah. because I'm a logic guy. And so I'll put those in the logic part of me because that's the part that, <laughs> that, that drives me, you yeah. know. So I, I remember those things, yeah. you know. And I might not remember the feeling, but I'll remember the action. And that tells me a lot about people. Wasn't there um, a comment that... Oh, you should say about oh the story that you told me about your um grandpa, grandpa Lau. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought that was the curious that you gotta share it. Yeah, so um, the the stress was hitting uh this last week, uh -huh. and on Thursday after the morning class, I decided that I was gonna come home, which is something I never do because it's it's a big drive back and forth. Yeah. You know, so I was like, but it was like I just I wanted to be home. Right. So I came home. And then I saw the the door to, to my grandma's apartment was open, so I was like, oh, I'll go see my grandma. And so I walked in, and then my grandma wasn't there, but my my grandpa on uh, my dad's side was there. I was like, oh, oh boy, <laughs> you know, he's 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 a great guy. I love him to death, but he's he's a bit strange sometimes. <laughs> he has a very unique personality, that guy. Um, yeah, he does. You know, and the first thing he says, he's like, I need your help. I was like. Oh. Why? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's, to put things in perspective, he's 80, 85, I think. Yeah. I think he's going to be 86. He's so active, too. Like yeah, that. he stays active, and that's what keeps him going, <laughs> you know, but um, he, he asked me to help him. I was like, okay, what do you need? And he gives me a piece of paper. He's like, I need you to call. And as soon as he said that, I'm, stress levels are going through the rope. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> of course. You know, so now, now he's making me call somebody. Yeah. You know, so he's like, you need to call because he, he he put in his request to have his, I guess it's, uh, it's a free rides for senior citizens for the CTA and PACE, mm -hmm. you know, so he had to renew his card and he had to fill out the application and they told him you had to call after 10 days or whatever. He did the application and Thursday was the 10th day. Mm -hmm. So he had to call that day. 
you know mm. he's like he gave me a piece of paper that had his social security number and his phone number and he asked me to call i was like fine so i called him. Yeah. you know and that's how the lady i'm calling on behalf of my grandpa uh he doesn't speak english so that's why i'm calling and she gave attitude and she was having a bad day obviously and she she's like well i need to talk to him she's like can you translate i was like i'll translate that's fine you know so i put him on speakerphone and she asked the name he gives him gives her his name she can't hear him mm. i don't know why we're right there and then i repeated it and she just hung up so mm. not me you know, so I call again. Uh, luckily, some other lady answered. Uh, I was like, I'm calling my, for my grandpa because after she hung up, he's he told me I, I can't hear very well either. Mm. So when the second lady picked up, I was like, he doesn't speak English and he doesn't hear well. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you know, is he with you? I was like, yes, I'll translate. But the last lady hung up. She's like, no, it's, I just I need to hear that he gives consent on you speaking for him. So I asked him if... I can speak on his behalf mm -hmm. and he said yes and she's like oh i speak spanish too i was like great doesn't change the fact that he can't hear you know <laughs> you know so if we can just get this going yeah you know so we felt you know we answered all the questions and she's like yeah he was approved so they'll send him the new card in the mail within the next week i was like cool awesome thank you and i hung up and now i'm gonna try to go distressed because that's, that's what i came home for yeah and you know like i said he's he's 85 years old you know, and he thanks me and he's like, your birthday's coming up, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, the 23rd. I was like, you remember? <laughs> you know, and, and even stuff like that. Like, it was, yeah. it felt good, you know, because he's, he's always forgetting everything. <laughs> yeah. I you know, but he your birthday. remembered my birthday. You know, <laughs> little things like that I appreciate. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, since I mentioned my grandma too, I'm a big grandma's boy. Yeah. You know, and one time she, she left me a note on, on the door and she drew a little face. I have it. It's still, it's I still, still have there, it in my right? room. And, and she, she told me to go say bye to her before I left the house. You know, and she drew a little funny face and everything. So I went down there and she had a, a plate of pancakes ready for me. Aww. You know, so things like that. Like, I, I don't need a lot. I'm, I'm a man of simple taste. That's, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need from people. And that, I remember the, the thing with my grandma happened years ago. And every time I look at that, that note, <laughs> it, it just you. is like, it feels good. So cute, mm -hmm. right? You know, so things like that. I put those in the logic thing to trigger my emotion. Because sometimes my emotion can't do it by itself. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. I'm, I'm glad, you know, mm -hmm. again, it's like people don't see that. Again, you, you remember a lot of things. Yeah. You know, and earlier about remembering right mm -hmm. it was a, we were with lily and then the the, the the funny cartoon that i asked you about you couldn't remember i couldn't remember it and it bugged you and it bugged me forever because <laughs> i've seen that cartoon like a hundred times and then it was like two hours later that we're driving back home yeah and then i was like i remembered it and i repeated it Oh and God. then after that, I was because it was like a quiet car ride. It was a long. There's a lot of yeah. traffic, and we weren't really talking. No. And then I said it, and then from there, it was just. You're like you can live now. <laughs> I can live again because I remembered that you it. Do that. But yeah, you you like to remember things. Yeah. You remember dates, but again, you remember important things. Yeah. You know, you never forget people's birthdays. You are always like, you know, you you remember even the students' birthdays. Yeah. Like at times, you're like, oh, this is. Birthday. Person's birthday is like oh damn. Yeah. You know again, it's like 
little things for you are very important. Little things that mean a lot to you. For a lot of people, maybe like, oh. But as long as that's important to you. Since we're on the topic, one more shout out for to the listeners. Samantha's birthday okay. on the 19th, so it's this Aww, week. So Happy birthday, Sammy. Happy birthday, okay. Samantha. And then uh, there's a podcast with her. So if you guys don't know who Samantha is, you guys can... Check out the old podcast nice. too. She exposes a lot of truths about me. Yeah, if you she thought, loves the same. If you, you, should, yeah, you should listen. If you to guys it. thought you guys are learning a lot about me in this one, go listen to, to Taz knows or Samantha knows Taz. I think that's what the <laughs> name of that knows one is. Taz, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that was that was a good one. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad but, that you're feeling. Yeah, we're better, right? we all go and through it. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's normal. It's a normal thing. It's you know, like I said, I wasn't one to to talk about it. I'm still not the biggest fan of talking about it, but I understand it's important. You yeah. know, so it, with the right people. With the right people. You know, so you're you guys, the whole world. I'm telling the whole world here. But yeah, but you're not here with me. <laughs> it's different when you're. You know what? Something I know. It's really it's weird, but it's it's. There was this one, one of the speakers that I like to listen to. He said, Simon Sinek, that's the guy. He said about people need to know the difference between vulnerability and broadcasting. Yeah. Because again, when you're speaking to, to your people, the people that you love, people that you generally want to speak to, I mean, you're being vulnerable. You're saying those things out loud. But you're not just saying to the podcast, you know, that's yeah. broadcasting. Yeah. And so understand the difference and you're, you're being vulnerable by you telling me and everybody else mm-hmm. what's going on. See? See? Got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought it was great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, if, if training's the thing that helps you with that, don't stop. You know, yeah. there, there's so many times where I felt like quitting training because I get bored, unmotivated, whatever the case is. Yeah. But trust me when I say once you get over those stages and those stages will come around yep. a lot. Yep. You know, if you had to switch things up, come to a different class, work your right lead, do something that forces you to think, yep. think and break that norm that you're in of training, but don't stop training. Yeah, that's um, true. If you love the sport, because that's what it is for me. For me, it's, it's MMA and weightlifting. I've changed my weightlifting routines countless times since I started lifting in eighth grade um, just to keep up with my goals, to keep up with how my body feels. But just, I never stopped, you know. And Clearly. for the past twelve years of MMA, I haven't stopped that. Gone through some different trainers, different coaches, but at the end of the day, I kept doing what felt right for me. So yeah, that's true. So do that. Yeah, I'm glad. But thank you guys for listening to this therapy session. <laughs> um, you guys can see more on uh, my social media platforms, Taz. MMA underscore fitness, all the social media platforms. Um, then Nene's on Instagram at Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM. And then follow her on YouTube or subscribe to her YouTube go. and Patreon at Nene MMA. Awesome. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you back next week. I can't stop it.